When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to You Need to Hear This. I'm Nadra Tawab, and this week we have a very detailed letter that involves domestic violence. Not in the typical sense. It is domestic violence in a family relationship. The definition of domestic violence now includes emotional abuse. And many of us can experience emotional abuse, not just in relationships with our partners, but also in family relationships. What does that look like? It looks like potentially having a family member who is verbally aggressive, demeaning, often gives you the silent treatment, uses gaslighting, power, and control in the relationship. It expands beyond just being mean sometimes to consistently exhibiting unhealthy behaviors in a relationship. I think that is really important because with domestic violence, so many times we only think about the physical abuse, but what comes before physical abuse? It's often emotional abuse. It's often verbal abuse. And sometimes it just stays there. But it's really important to acknowledge that in our relationships as adults with people outside of our romantic partnerships, our marriages, we can be in abusive relationships. The letter today talks about a sibling relationship filled with historical trauma on both sides. And these siblings have dealt with their issues in very different ways. And it seems like they have very different lives. 
as you know, no matter if you have the same things that happen or even similar things that happen, we all have different takeaways. We have a different perspective. We respond to those things differently. With siblings, there can be sibling rivalry, even in adult relationships. We're still competing for resources. We're still competing for the attention of our parents. And we might be competing for who had it worse, who has the bigger story. So I want you to listen to this letter and piece by piece, because there are so many things that I heard in this letter. Piece by piece, we will go through and respond to this caller. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hi, Nedra. So I am a 52-year-old woman. I have a sister who's three years older than me who is verbally and emotionally abusive. This abuse has become intolerable. And I'm attempting to set new boundaries uh, to protect my well-being, but unfortunately my sister is using lies, gaslighting, and other forms of abuse towards myself, mostly really, well, myself, my mom, and her children, my niece and nephew, to turn them against me. It's actually gotten so bad recently that I'm really concerned that this is going to undermine my relationship with my mom and my niece and nephew, which makes me very sad and angry, um, also anxious. So a little bit of background, my sister's been berating and abusing and bullying my mother and me for the last 25 plus years. Uh, also now her own daughter for the last few years, her daughter's 21. Um, our dad was the only person who was actually able to ever get through to my sister and sort of moderate her behavior, but he died about nine years ago. And since then, like she's just gotten steadily meaner. When someone has an unhealthy relationship with most people, it is indicative of who they are. You know, sometimes we like to say, well, is this person um, mean? Are they, you know, exhibiting unhealthy behaviors? Well, we can often tell by how many people they're impacting. And it sounds like with this sister, it's impacting the caller, their mom, the niece, the nephew, and even the father. Wow, I think that's a lot of relationships impacted by this one person. When we are considering leaving a relationship, we often think about those other relationships that those auxiliary relationships that'll be impacted, right? Like the relationship you may have with your niece or nephew, the relationship you may have with your mom. But it's most important to think about, is this relationship safe? Is it mentally and emotionally safe? Because, you know, if we stay, we can do ourselves more harm just by continuing to be in abusive situations. I find this letter really interesting because the sister has been abusive for 20 
five years. You know, her daughter is 21 years old, so her daughter's whole life, 25 years of abuse in this family. Let's keep listening. I think the roots of her abusive behavior like lie in a couple of areas from childhood. I'd say the primary one being my dad verbally abused her. He was very mean to her, called her name idiot, stupid, fat, um, throughout a good part of her life growing up. And also he was verbally and emotionally abusive to my mother as well until they got divorced. Um, not to me. He never treated me that way. He also displayed strong favoritism towards me. Uh, you know, but with my sister, despite my dad's treatment of her and despite the fact that he left our family when I was 12 and she was 15, for another woman, I mean, despite all he's done, she idolized him literally like on a pedestal till the day he died. Um, a long story short, my sister's life has slowly gone downhill over the last 15 years. Uh, she was married to um, a man who had severe alcohol use disorder. He eventually divorced her. And then since our dad passed away nine years ago, she's just steadily got meaner, drinking more, um, become more erratic, just emotionally unstable. And my awareness of her behavior as abusive really only came to light in the past six to seven years, despite other people close to me, like my husband and, and close friends, noticing this long before I did. But since I'm better able to see her patterns now and the techniques she uses to control me, um, I'm trying to assert new, healthier boundaries. I hear a lot of compassion here, you know, sharing of your sister's story and her experiences with your father. And I wonder, does that make you feel any guilt for what she experienced and you didn't? Does that make you feel as if, gosh, she has such a terrible story that a part of this, you know, I understand it. I see how a person who experienced this could become this way. I hear a lot of tragedy here. And also I hear a lot of pain caused because of that tragedy. Psychosocial history is really important, knowing how a person became a certain way, but we certainly can't allow that to be a determining factor for how they treat us. There are so many people with, you know, similar stories or, you know, stories of trauma and they're, they haven't started to abuse other people. So to say that this behavior is acceptable, you know, because of these things, I didn't hear that, but I'm just saying for anyone who's listening to feel as if, you know, because this happened to them, they treat me this way. It's not acceptable. I love how your husband and your friends started to notice this and tell you about it. Often we don't know what's normal until other people say to us, wow, she speaks to you in a way that is inappropriate. I remember once I heard someone's mom calling them sluts and the B word and all sorts of things. And I was just floored. And the person wasn't responding in a very shocked way because this was the norm to them. This is how their mother talked to them, but it's very unhealthy. So even when things are, you know, routine or something to expect in the family, those things can be very unhealthy. When you have multiple people saying, oh my gosh, your sister, 
That is very alarming. Once a therapist said to me about a family member, why are you in a relationship with this person? And I would like to ask you that question. What is holding you in this relationship? I hear the other you know, family members and how they'll be impacted, but I do wonder what positive things does this relationship contribute to your life? Let's keep listening. She has power, though, and control over our family. And this comes from what I think are two primary things. One is we are Italian. So there are a lot of uh, generational beliefs and rules that blood is thicker than water and that you are loyal to your family above all else. So this really has blinded me, I know, and also I think my mom to how much we've enabled her behavior for decades. And also she has the only grandkids in the family. So like she has, her kids are the only offspring of the next generation. And basically she's weaponized them, meaning she will use our love, my mom's love, my love for her kids um, and fear that she'll remove access to them as her primary tool to control. Um, So needless to say, my mom and I have probably empowered my sister by having little to no boundaries um, and not enforcing any consequences about her behavior. So, I mean, I know personally I will, I have avoided or ignored, um, let her get away with this abuse over and over to, uh, you know, for the sake of being able to be with her children and for our whole family to be able to be together. I mean, I can include examples of her abuse. I don't know that you need them, but like, you know, this is like weekly or monthly basis for decades, just name calling, hurtful statements, silent treatment, very erratic behavior. One day therapy sweet, next day she's swearing at me, just trying to pick a fight with me. Um, she is just, has been very mean, like mean to my mother, just mean. I, I can't even, it's beyond me how mean she's been to my mother. Um, And she has very unpredictable, instantaneous outbursts of anger, often in family settings, the most recent and worst being Christmas uh, Day this past year, 2022. She exploded at our family after drinking too much and said that we, she said, you are the rudest, most selfish, unkind people I know, and I hate you. And I'm being nice. Like, she was venomous when she said this. She never admits to fault. Um... She never apologizes. She flips the script. So it's never her, you know, it's always someone else's fault if she's rude or mean. Um, so on, with the Christmas Day incident, I was not speaking with her and I made it known I wasn't going to have to talk to her until she apologized for her behavior. And when she realized she had to apologize to me, she made it about herself so demanding that I do it at a time and a place of her choosing and when I refused I got the silent treatment when she finally did apologize she actually apologized for making a choice to answer her cell phone when a friend called not for exploding at her family calling us names and saying she hated us how hard is it to watch her hurt your mother and how much of that impacts your relationship with your sister. I wonder how you are separating what's happening with your mom and what's happening with you. I do hear the incident around Christmas, um, but I do wonder like what, what sort of spillover 
does this have? Because you're watching her be abusive to your mom. And it sounds like you have a really good relationship with your mom and hearing her hurt and watching her be hurt, I'm sure is really tough. And I would wonder what part of that is impacting the relationship you have with your sibling. Sometimes parents have a different love for their children than we are able to have with our siblings. Your mother may be able to forgive and move forward because that's her child. You know, that is her desire to always have that relationship. Do you have the same criteria for your relationship with your sister? Do you have the criteria of not having any boundaries in a relationship because it's your sister? That's a, a thing that you'll have to decide. You know, I, I hear some some ambivalence there because it, you know, it's really tough when it's impacting these other relationship and the, the children are being um, used as pawns. But, you know, you mentioned earlier that your niece is 21. So I wonder if you can have a separate sort of relationship with her. I wonder if the relationship could be healthier if you started to pursue more interactions with her separate from anyone else in the family, right? Outside of family gatherings, just you and your niece really building that one-on-one relationship. Now, I don't know if she's been, you know, maybe sort of taught to not have a a one-on-one relationship, but I, I wonder if you could start to build that with your niece. Also, you know, I I feel like with your sister, there's a bit of feeding the beast here. That's really what enabling is. When we don't stand up and we don't stick up and we continue to allow a person to do a certain thing, like, you know, having these erratic behaviors, offering the silent treatment, being mean, name calling, all of these things, we're just contributing more and more to their behavior. They, not that, you know, your sister will change, but she doesn't even have to try because there's so much excuse making. There's so much tolerance around these really harmful and unhelpful behaviors. I often wonder in these situations, what if everyone stopped tolerating it? Could that change the person's behavior if her children, if your mom, if we collectively stood up and said, oh, now I know that that's perfect world thinking, but it's a strategy as well. And one that we don't consider often enough, we try to pander to the person who's causing the problem as if that is a solution, as if they will start to become better in some sort of way or that we'll get better at tolerating nonsense. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. So just a couple of things that are important. Um, I think that the issues are amplified by the fact that my mom and I have a great relationship. We always have. My sister and my mom do not. So I feel responsible to ensure that my mom gets to see her only grandchildren. Um, I've sacrificed my own well-being 
by continually forgiving my sister, despite her behavior never changing, just so our whole family can be together. And then the other thing is I'm fairly certain my sister has a drinking problem and borderline personality disorder. I will add I have a PhD in psychology and also I'm a mental health clinician. So I do not use those terms lightly. I, I do know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, my sister has been in therapy for most of the last decade, but nothing has changed um, or get, gotten better with regards to how she treats our family. So currently, I'm holding firm to my boundaries, limited contact with her. I really don't want a, a relationship with her right now. Um, I feel comfortable with the boundaries I'm setting, but I also feel like I'm on an island and very isolated now from my family because my mom, who is 80, refuses to do anything but make excuses for my sister's behavior. She accepts her abuse. She admits it. She says she feels responsible for uh, my dad's treatment of her and that she never stopped my dad. I want to go back a bit. Earlier, you spoke about your dad having a good relationship with you, never abusing you. And now I hear you saying that your mom also has a really good relationship with you. I wonder if there is some expectation from family that because you're able to have these healthy relationships, that you should also be tolerant of your sister and some of the things that she's doing. It sounds like you have a wonderful understanding of her potential alcoholism, of, you know, her personality disorder. And, you know, family may say, you know, be, because of these things and because of how you're able to get along with people, why can't you just brush this aside? it might be helpful to talk about how you're impacted by this outside of, you know, my sister is doing this, my sister is doing that, but in this relationship, I feel. Um, in this relationship, I am not getting. I am struggling in the following ways. They may not hear that part. I think there's a lot of focus on her behaviors and there should be some focus on how her behaviors are impacting you. What has the language been around how you are uniquely impacted? What do you say to your mom when she's talking about your sister and she's making these excuses? Do you say, well, I, I understand that that's the way you want to handle it. And I hear that there is a partial truth in that you understand that her behavior is intolerable and you want me to accept it. And that's something I'm not willing to do. In the relationship with your mom, how can you be connected to her despite the disconnection with your sister? You know, your sister may not be able to be in the relationship, but how do you continue to call your mom, continue to have visits with your mother and also those other family members? It's just this one person is missing. And with your mom, you get to choose how much you want to hear about your sister. It might not be helpful for you to hear, you know, about all the things she's continuing to do in the family, all of the harm she's continuing to cause. You have left the relationship. You're disconnected. Do you want to hear your mom talking about how terrible she was last week or what she said when? You may want to develop even protective boundaries around the communication your mother has with you regarding your sister and say, you know, I know she's doing these things to you, but it's really hard for me to listen as I'm trying to process my trauma with her. You know, referring your mom to a therapist might be helpful. Also, 
you know, letting your mom know that you're working through your own stuff and venting to you might not be the most helpful thing as you're trying to process your relationship with your sister as well. Let's go back to the call. I also feel a bit of a divide with my niece who have a very, very close relationship with um, for her whole life. She has been verbally abused by her mother and cried to me about it many times, yet I sense that she is, you know, just doing what she knows how to do, which is avoid and let her mom continue to treat her that way. And I'm, I'm very concerned about what my sister is saying to her children. She turns the tables. She's made this whole thing about Christmas Day my fault. Um, I'm concerned that, you know, my relationship with them will be negatively impacted. She will use that control that she has over them um, because I'm not like snapping back to grid and just going along with everything to get along. Um, I don't want to make the problem between my sister and me a problem for my niece and nephew. They have a dad with severe alcohol use disorder, a mom, obviously, who's emotionally unstable. They've had a very tough childhood. They both have their own mental health issues. My husband and I have always been a safe space for them, and I, it just breaks my heart when I think about how this might affect them and my relationship with them, but I really fear that my sister will do what she can to sabotage our relationship. So obviously, it's a major problem in my life. Um, I pray that I can get some of your help on it. I am in therapy, but um, I always like hear different perspectives, and thank you for all you do. You cannot control the narrative. What she's saying to other family members, what she's saying to your mom, the things she's making up, although it may be really harmful, whether you're in a relationship with her or not, she can say whatever she wants to say. Hopefully those people can look through that and remember who you are as a person and start to understand that that they are also being tricked, that they are also being manipulated to form an opinion about a person. Now that may take some time. I hear a bit of cycle breaking in here. I hear that you are the first person in your family to really stand up against your sister. And because of the past abuse, you are really shedding light on not just your abuse with your sister, but also your father's abuse with your mother, with your sister, and that's bringing up, I'm sure, a lot of stuff. There is support for you, but it might not be in these family relationships. The people who are still in this dysfunction with your sister, it might be a support group. It might be with your therapist. It might be group therapy. It might be a group of friends. It could be an online support group, but it might not be in the family system where they are still enabling the behavior. They're still in this situation, in this, this holding pattern of trying to um, accept and tolerate your sister's behavior. So going to them and saying, hey, look what she's doing. They may not be ready to hear that. Some families remain in deep, deep denial until they're ready to deal with the issue. They may not be ready right now, and that is really hard. I want you to know you cannot control her narrative. If she's saying something about you, it may hurt to hear about it from others. It may hurt to see how others are now responding to you, but you cannot make her say anything different, whether you're in her life or not. This letter was full of family drama. 
not just with you, but with multiple family members. And sometimes when you are the person who is standing up, the only person standing up to say, this is a problem and I won't tolerate it anymore. It is very awkward. It is very hard to exist in relationships where everybody's trying to pander to the most dysfunctional person in the family. I too have those sort of family relationships where people are very clear. This person is unhealthy. They're doing these things, but they're not doing anything to change that. And that's because they're not ready. What I show up with is grace. Just because I'm ready, it doesn't mean that everybody has to be ready with me. What kind of relationship can we have despite me not wanting to have a relationship with this other person? I cannot be in an unhealthy relationship. I choose not to. That's what I hear you saying. I choose not to tolerate this anymore. In light of that, how can I be in relationship with you? What new things can we talk about? How can we now spend the holidays together? And, you know, I I wonder, you know, with your sister causing so much drama and conflict, if it, is it even possible to, to have a holiday experience with her where you could just pop in and say, hey, and, and do all of these things? There will be a lot of changes and you'll have to think about, oh, what could this change look like with a person who is not ready to work on anything? You know, true acceptance is not Um, Sometimes we think acceptance is, oh my gosh, I have to tolerate all of this stuff. I see the person as they are. Well, I see the person as they are and I no longer want to deal with it is what I hear from you. And that is your prerogative. And I think sometimes that is the healthiest one. You know, many people show up to therapy anxious and depressed and, you know, really frustrated because they've been dealing with things. And for 25 years in a sibling relationship, you have the right to say, I'm not tolerating anymore. You know, some things go beyond like, oh, this person annoys me or this person causes me some frustration every once in a while. And it really leads into abuse. When there's abuse in a relationship, we have to think about, our emotional safety, our psychological safety, and sometimes our physical safety. I heard a bit in this letter about your sister not being accountable and not issuing any apologies. You know, I find it interesting because I I hear you wanting one, but do we need apologies from people who aren't sorry and who will exhibit the same behavior next week? You know, it's It's not authentic, it's not meaningful, it is absolute lip service. They're just saying it to be able to continue in the relationship with you. Healthy apologies include a person being able and ready to change their behaviors. And it doesn't sound like your sister is there. She's still drinking, she's still having all of these issues. So is an apology even going to improve a situation where a person is continuing to be an unhealthy version of themselves? This letter today, I'm sure it, it touched on so many things and someone listening, maybe all of these things don't apply to you, but certainly, you know, something may apply to you, whether it's a relationship with a parent, with a sibling, with 
you know, a grandparent, an aunt, a cousin, there are relationships that are abusive in adulthood. We often think about abuse in childhood relationships, but oh boy, it can continue beyond that. And we have to think about our mental health, our emotional health, and if it's something we want to continue to tolerate. You need to hear this. You are not being a martyr by saving your family and staying in unhealthy relationships. The relationships are already damaged in many cases, and you staying to save the relationships with other people or to keep the peace is causing you mental health issues, frustration, I'm sure hours of therapy. You are not a martyr. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra Glover-Tawab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bonique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Dawn Taylor. Send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at youneedtohearthis at iheartmedia.com. Please be sure to rate our show wherever you listen to it and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this. Talk to you next time. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.